0: Welcome back to Are You For Real with Sarah Frick. Today, we have Jessica Lynn on the podcast, and she is coming on to talk to us about a million things. But her passion right now, I'll call it, is working in the realm of mindful mastery. Did I say that right? Mastery mindset. Mastery of the mindset. Mm-hmm. I made it I made it sound very SM there for a minute. <laughs> um, it's also Jessica's 54th birthday, and I didn't know that until she came on, so I feel this is very kismet. And I've always felt, even though like, our paths just kind of cross, like in short bursts over years. Very comfortable with you, yeah. Like you have a beautiful vibe. You, you're just, you're yummy. Thank <laughs> you, you are. I love that adjective. <laughs> um, so, before we dive into everything, we'll just give a little ba- background on you. Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, where do I start? I I decided to move to South Carolina when I was a sophomore in high school. I went on a road trip with a family that I was living with at 16, 17 years old. And we went to Myrtle Beach and I got sunburned and there were palm trees and there was water. And I was like, wow, I always thought Florida, you know, Southern California, but I thought I discovered South Carolina. So you found it. I found it. (laughs) And then I made Charleston my home by way of a lot of boys and other cities. And it became home. And this is where I grew up, you know, really. I've been here for over 30 years. How did you move on your own when you
0: were a sophomore in high school?
1: Well, things weren't going well in my home environment. And I just got uncomfortable as a teenager. We lived in a log cabin. Okay. And and, where? In southwestern Michigan, just outside of Bellevue near Battle Creek. Okay. And so pretty much off the grid. And at that time, you know, I was coming into my feminine sensuality and having my first period and all the things. Right. and, And it I felt very cramped in those close quarters and very little privacy, and so I decided to move out and started living with friends Okay, until I graduated high school and moved to Germany. Oh, okay. So we're in Charleston, (laughs) now we're in Germany. Yeah. What do we do in Germany? Uh, I went for a boy. His name is Christian, and I met when he came to my school for a foreign exchange student program, so I immediately started studying German. (laughs) Do (laughs) you speak German? Ein bisschen nicht so viel. What does that mean? It means not um, a little bit, not too much. Okay. So what, so did you like Germany? I loved Germany. I just didn't know that I could only stay there for three months no. until they <laughs> let me know it was time to go. Time to go
0: home. Yeah. Time to So you left and you left, you said bye to Christian.
1: I did. I said bye to Christian and then I went home, met a girl who has the same birthday, happy birthday Missy, and we moved to Columbia and then I found my way to Charleston. Nice. Another boy.
0: Another one. <laughs> I followed a lot of boys too. <laughs> it's okay. It's fun. Yes. Good stories. You know, but that's... That's just kind of the get-along the get gang. Yeah, how, how we got places. So let's talk about like your offering to your clients, how that's evolved, what it looks like right now, or even the focus of what it looks like right now. Mm-hmm. Because I have a mutual friend and she told me when she was going through her divorce that she worked with you. And I know you've worked with many, many people, but it re-sparked. I was like, I love Jessica. Like I need to see what she's up to. Reach out to her. Um, and she said it was so amazing and helpful. Thank you. Yeah. Currently, I
1: really devote my time to empowering people to discover, like to truly know themselves mm-hmm. and to admit to themselves what they really want and go for it. Mm-hmm. And I support them through the the good, the bad, the ugly, the discomfort. I teach them who to be with and for themselves when they're
0: uncomfortable. I teach them how to hold themselves in pain so that they can truly hold themselves in pleasure. Okay. So can not to give not to give it all away, not to sell the, get the milk with the cow. Oh, you know what I mean? To- However that works. <laughs> but so what does that look like? Cause I'll be totally honest with you as someone who's been, who's in a parallel industry to you. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are people out there that are trying to sell something that is what similar to what you're speaking mm-hmm. of. And I, in my experience have found there's like little to no substance. I know that's not you. Mm-hmm. And just for our listeners, because I think this is, people are going to want to talk to you and hear, like, how, how did you learn? How did your experience, I mean, was it life experience? Like, you've had a, li- a big life experience.
1: I've had a lot of life experiences, a lot of lives that I've experienced yeah. in 54 years. I live what I teach. I've come to know myself. I've come to love myself. I've come to respect myself. Mm-hmm. And I've come to learn how to disentangle from codependency to be kind and compassionate to myself through three miscarriages, um, two and almost a third divorce. Mm -hmm. I've betrayed people. I've been betrayed. I've learned by experiencing what it's like to be a not so good human. And now I'm learning, learning and experience what it like, what it's like to be what I truly can consider
0: a really decent human being. Yeah. That's amazing. Thanks. And so through all of these things, are you like, how long have you been in this work? I've been in this work since I was 30. And I met my first teacher when I was tired
1: of and sick of myself. Mm. I just was like, I can't keep attracting the same guys. Like I'm the common denominator. It's time to look in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And it was uncomfortable. And I looked until I didn't want to look anymore. So I took a little hiatus and got myself into one of the most influential relationships of my life where I finally got cheated on after Mm. all the times that I had been the one that was looking for greener grass. Mm. And so I got to feel deeply and move a lot of trapped emotions and just feel what it feels like to be betrayed Mm -hmm. as an adult woman with a child. It was painstaking. And I realized how codependent I was and how I just needed to be needed and needed to be desired. Mm -hmm. And it taught me so much. So then I decided to become celibate for a long time. (laughs) And that taught me a lot. Yeah. So I I say that I am set apart from a lot of, like, I don't know, when you started teaching yoga, there was a few of us, right? Mm -hmm. And now there's a plethora. Now there's a plethora of life coaches. So I just really want to invite people to be discerning and and I teach people how to trust themselves. And Mm -hmm. I think that's really important to trust your own instincts. Even if they lead you astray, you're going to learn far more. Yeah. So how do you teach people that? Through really questions, a lot of questions, a lot of listening, and I'm very intuitive. So I know I can read people and I just I'm willing to speak about the uncomfortable things and invite them into their discomfort Mm -hmm. so that they can learn who to be for themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's really experiential. We go hit the stuff that hurts hard and we talk about the stuff that's uncomfortable because if we're not facing it, we're repressing it and we keep repeating it in our lives over and over And over again. And I was once taught that if you don't pass the test, the lesson, then you're going to have to repeat it. The tuition keeps getting higher Mm -hmm. and it just got so damn high for me. I decided (laughs) to just keep looking under the hood so that I could move that energy because a lot of the work that I do is very much energetics. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, get intimate with your own energy so you can feel what it feels like to be in your own experience without external influences. How? 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 Teach me. Teach me your ways. (laughs) Well, I take people through. It's very meditative. It's like drop in right now. Close your eyes. Mm -hmm. See if you can feel what it feels like in your heart when your head's not running a million miles a minute, even while your head's running a million miles a minute. So I take people into that space. I invite them to notice what sensations they're feeling in their body and become more familiar with them and to, and to lean into the discomfort because mm-hmm. energy can't be created or destroyed. It can only change forms. Mm-hmm. And we're energetic beings and we're surrounded by a lot of energy, mm-hmm. m- whether it's still unbound potential or in matter, Right. And so I teach them the way to be focused on the sensations in their body and then what happens is they get to observe the sensation changing And they get to liberate themselves from energy that's been trapped in their body, suppressed, denied, Mm -hmm. avoided, rejected, abandoned for years. Yeah. And then they get to experience what happens after that, which is very powerful because it's almost like you're watching a storm move through your body while just observing it and something really incredible happens and you watch it until it dissipates and it leaves you and you get this incredible feeling of liberation. It's followed sometimes by uncomfortable sound making, Mm -hmm. crying, Mm -hmm. you know, we have to release this stuff because repressing it just keeps it stuck in us and we just keep repeating cycles over and over. Yeah. Because it fuels our decisions.
0: Yeah. And sometimes I found in my own life, it's more comfortable just to keep doing the same thing over and over again.
1: Totally familiar. You know, they say the devil. You'd rather stay with the devil you know than the devil you don't know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and that's just the familiarity. It's very scary. The work that I do is not for the faint of heart. It's for the people who are all in. They want a transformation. They want a big life. They want to move beyond other people's opinions and their own self judgments and criticisms. And they want to go big. And they want to be supported in a big way.
0: Yeah. And what is some of the have you had? So I'm sure there's different. Have you had people push back on you because it's just too much, too hard, too like you know, they're not ready, or are you able I to adapt did. to different people? You have.
1: I did. I changed the structure of my own business and in a way that doesn't allow people in out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so we sign a contract. You know, you're buying a house. You buy the house. Yeah. You want a new life. You make a commitment to it because if you haven't out, you're going to take it. Mm-hmm. And when I was working with people, whenever they wanted to, I was kind of like this, you know, dock in the box life coach. Come see me and spend money on me for an hour, and nothing's going to happen. Yep. You're just going to relieve th- the angst that you're feeling and feel really better by being in my company for an hour. But that's not going to give you a transformation. So the so what does the structure look like? The structure now is one year and six. Month commitment, and you're in. You you pay whether you stay or not. Yeah, and
0: people stay. Yeah, they stay. That's how we do it around here. Yeah, you invest. <laughs> you invest in yourself. You Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And also, like you know, speaking of a another woman that owns a business, like it's we get pushed back on that a lot of times too. Or like, oh well, I've changed this. I've changed that. Well, you know, like the money's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I appreciate it, but we got bills. We have things. You know, like and and it is definitely. You said, you know, like an energetic exchange, but there are, at the end of the day, you also have children and there's, you know, parameters around owning a business that people have to respect, even if it's in this field of feelings and energy and yoga and all the things. I think sometimes that can be very convoluted and almost used to like, gaslight a little bit the people and we've had some interesting conversations i don't know if you've ever had any so
1: yeah very interesting conversations i get people that are very excited about change in one moment and then when it gets uncomfortable they want to quit and i know that i've done that i took a hiatus and you know we kind of know what happened there right <laughs> and not to say that that's going to be the case for every woman or every man i work with both people both genders all genders whatever and um It's just really important that if you're going to commit to something and you don't follow through, you're not going to trust yourself. Mm -hmm. You're not going to respect yourself. You're not even going to know what it really feels like to love yourself Mm -hmm. because you've got to be all in for you. You're not going all in for me. We're both going all in for you. Yep.
0: Can you tell when people are bullshitting you basically? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I thank God that I can read energy because I can call bullshit on people when they don't, they're avoiding the question. It's like, mm-mm, mm-hmm. we're here to get uncomfortable. And I let people know, I'm like, this is going to be uncomfortable yep. and you're going to learn how to be in the discomfort and there's power in
0: that. Yeah. What are some of the, the outcomes you've seen that are just, people are just blown away? Like they feel so great or they,
1: oh man, I've had, I've had women start their own podcasts. I've had women that were afraid to be on camera, afraid to speak, you know, go off and and be in that realm. Mm-hmm. I've had a woman who moved into a better home and got a raise immediately after she started working with me. I've had people completely transform their relationships and either leave or stay in relationships due to the, doing the work. Mm-hmm.
0: I've had people... Because I think that's a common misconception too, just to, yeah. to your point, like... I've heard people be like, well, I want to go to therapy, but I don't want to leave my husband or whatever it is, mm-hmm. or my wife. And that's not the, that's, you're, you're working on yourself and like all the other chips fall because of that. Absolutely.
1: When I went on my own trajectory and went in big all in on me for the very first time that I truly feel like I found out how much this coach charged and I was like, oh, I want to work with him. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I want to pay that much money Yeah, and I want to learn how to make that much money at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I worked with him. Thank you, Tristan, <laughs> that I really went all in and decided, hey, I'm going to become the best version of me. And if it works out and my husband decides to meet me there and we set off on the same trajectory, awesome. If becoming fully, totally me and fully in my power means that we're not going to stay together, then I will I will decide who I need to be for that if that happens. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm at. It's been two years since we separated. And, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking. And if I'm not choosing me, nobody's going to win. Yeah, totally. Including my children.
0: And what is, I mean, and this is personal, so obviously share what you want, but what is how, how, like, cause I think for a lot of people listening to like, that's the feeling they're scared of mm-hmm. will. Okay. So I want to go all in for me, but I'm scared of how's my life going to change? How am I going to manage that? You know, how am I not going to let people down? And I I think I hear what you're saying. It's like when you choose to go all in for you, like, not that that stuff doesn't matter, but it's just, it's part of the experience. Mm -hmm. So what did that feel like for you? Did you just one day you were like, I know this is what I need to do. There were little steps
1: at first. <laughs> I took a little baby steps at first, but when I really made the commitment to this coach, I knew it was gonna be all or nothing. Like mm-hmm. we were either gonna be the most incredible power couple that ever existed or we were gonna be the most incredible co-parents.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And that's that's what we're ending up in. Mm-hmm. And I've done everything that I can to keep showing up for that. And and you can't know. You cannot know what's gonna happen. And part of this work is being in the unknown because we wanna live a predictable life. But there's no magic in predictability mm-hmm. and the real magic magic happens when you're in the unknown and you can see that what you want is possible if you are willing to follow all the way through and allow yourself to become the energetic match that just brings it into your experience because you have to believe it before you can perceive it. Mm -hmm. And we're so trained, like seeing is believing and want reality, reality. And it's like, well, this isn't about reality. This is
0: about creating the reality you want to live in. Right. Yeah. So what is like, tell us what your day to day looks like, how you how you create your reality. (laughs) I have the most amazing. So I
1: went from being a single mom working like 40 plus hours a week and running my own coupon magazine and, you know, doing my best to get my daughter from Kaleidoscope at Mount Pleasant Academy Mm -hmm. at a decent hour, making a very little money doing all that work, mm-hmm. to now I get up in the morning, I get my son ready for school Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesday mornings, and then I go for a walk or I read or I sit in bed and have a coffee. Mondays are usually just for me, just to completely recover and and take care of myself. I have a few clients that I meet with each week. And, and you do that, that virtually too? Down. I do some virtually and some in person when they live locally. So right now I have... Two virtual clients and two in person clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's really easy. Like, I love my life. I have a lot of abundance because I, ha- I, see all my resources as part of my prosperity, which is time, energy, and the green paper. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And I'm learning a lot about how to manage that because I never, you know, growing up in a log cabin, it was a very frugal, frugal lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I always wanted luxurious things, but I experienced being made wrong for that. Mm -hmm. So I... I'm finally making the money that I wanted to make to be able to buy myself those things. But then the other side of the shame came because I was ashamed of not having enough and I was ashamed of having enough. Mm -hmm. So I got to explore like (laughs) both of those worlds and really make peace with it and just be like, I'd rather if I'm if I'm going to feel uncomfortable, I want to feel uncomfortable and have all my needs met and way more.
0: And now a word from our new sponsor, which I am super excited about. Clean Your Dirty Face is opening December 16th. They're located in Oyster Park, right next to The Works, Mount Pleasant. This isn't your typical spa setting. It's a lively, open concept facial bar. It's a clean, non-toxic, and fragrance-free 30-minute facial customized for your skin's needs. Sometimes all we have is 30 minutes, you know? The solution to clean, more radiant skin is routine skincare. They created their 30-minute facial, not to replace the zen-like experience you get with a spa day but in terms of skincare it's the place to visit an esthetician consistently and receive personalized professional skincare in a bright and vibrant setting. Most of their clients say their favorite parts of their ice queens are signature five-point acupressure face massage to help with blood circulation, lymphatic drainage, and obviously relaxation. You'll love it and you might fall asleep. Your first facial is only $35 with promo code virgin. Also, they'll still be selling their founding membership until their opening date, $99 for unlimited facials. Their products are gentle enough. You can get multiple facials a month and you'll definitely have glowing skin. Check them out, cleanyourdirtyface.com. Absolutely, and I think that's such a valid point too because I think we're definitely made to feel that way as well. Last year, I always pick a word for each year and last year my word was money. And again, being in parallel businesses and situations and industries, um, you know that's in this, being a woman, you don't talk about that. You know, like we have had so many people over the years just talk about you know part of the energetics of our rooms, and this is the way we do it. I'm not saying it's the way; it's the way I do it. Is we're mat to mat. I love it. And that's the energy that brings the room together. You know, you knew me at my other studio where it was a little different. We were still kind of tight in there. But like, when I came here, like, I was like, I'm going to do it my way. I want to be on a mic. I want the music. to. I want it to be a full experience. And so last year we, I, I set the intention. It was the first year I've ever done it to like really followed through where I wasn't like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to lose five pounds. I'm not going to drink so much wine. You know, I was like money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in our State still, and many states, you know, the the wage gap for women is still, I think here we're 77 cents to the dollar. And anytime anyone supports this business, they're supporting all the women that work with me. Uh, With the four studios, now we have about 60 people that work here. Amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm so proud. And last month, November, we were up 79% in revenue. Wow. I mean, is that not fucking crazy? It's,
1: well, you set the intention. I
0: really did. And we you all set it decision. as a team. Yeah. I got powerful. a new manager who's wonderful. Um, our, the woman that worked with me before, she took another job where she's totally happy. And we had, you know, we just said it. I was like, let's do this. Let's really put our energy here. And then when I make money, y'all make money too. Yep. And it does work. It does work. It's, it's the commitment. It's the decision. Yep. And then you just
1: face all the discomforts that come with that. And if it looks like it's not going to work... You can't look at reality. Right. You know, you got to be able to observe it and feel what you're feeling while you're observing what you're seeing and have faith that it's all coming. It's all coming. And you have so much evidence now.
0: Yeah. It's powerful. It's great. So now I'm trying to figure out my new, my new, uh, word. Mm, yeah. I think it's around you got a few weeks. I got a few weeks, but I think it's, I'm a big, like I'm a perpetual, like I'm, re, I'm a recovering people pleaser, but I'm still a people pleaser. And I'm also, like, my unanswerable question is, do you like me? Do I look okay? You know, and, of course, I created a whole business around it. Does everyone <laughs> like me? <laughs> Are they waiting? Are they coming for me? <laughs> and so if other people don't like me, I, can, I still internalize that so much. Mm. Even though on the outside, I'm like, everything's, you know, it's great. Back in my lane, screw that person. But, it, like, if I'm being totally honest, like, it really – I'm like, how can I change myself just a hair so that you're comfortable and you're happy, even if I'm not comfortable and happy?
1: Yeah, you need to call me.
0: I know. I was about to say, can you (laughs) fix that?
1: (laughs) I mean, I was the same way.
0: I needed to be liked.
1: I I didn't care if I made baskets when I was playing basketball. As long as I looked good and everybody liked me, I could suck at the sport. I just needed to be liked, and I needed to look good being liked. Yeah. And I have, I'm like, that's, that's. Of big distortion in our energy because, mm-hmm. like you said, if I'm being completely honest, like as soon as you're completely honest, your energy is a clear channel for you to receive. Mm-hmm. It's a clear channel. Yep. And and we have all these stories in our heads that say, you know, what's going to happen if nobody likes me. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I'm so grateful for, it's probably the most liberating that I've really felt, is being able to hold myself in a loving, respectful way when someone else doesn't like me. Not only did I, you know, lose my husband, I lost friend groups. Mm-hmm. Because I decided I wasn't probably, you know, no one could fix me anymore. Yep. And and I had, you know, and that's the story I make up. They could have another reason. Right. <laughs> and they probably all agree. But the truth is it it doesn't I don't lose sleep over it anymore. I don't lose my focus over it anymore. I know that what I'm focused on is going to create mm-hmm. because what I'm focusing on is investing all of my energy into it and focus creates reality. Mm-hmm. Like when you made that decision, you started to focus on it and all the ideas came in and they it was followed by the money, yeah. right? So if I focus on why people don't like me, I'm going to feel like crap.
0: It's you. everything you just said is so valid. We've like recently had a kind of a inner working situation with some different things going on around work and blah 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 and it was like we were kind of talking about it like as you know leaders and then it would be like two people were talking about it and then like those, you know, one of those people would then come back to me and I was like, Y'all, all now I feel as though like I feel icky. I feel icky. I feel my back's up and I'm pissed off. And now I feel like I have to like protect everything and like prove a point And that's not what I, that's no, 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 no. Like, cause like you said, where energy goes, energy goes, period, the end. Excellent. And the truth always tells the right story. And so for me speaking to like what I want to get to like this year, I think it's, you know, I have to be really clear about my purpose, not only here, but in my home and in my community and in my life. And I recently was up for an opportunity, um, that was a very cool opportunity. I was nominated for it. I got to like my second round of interviews and I didn't get it. Mm. And I, the whole, so my, another, another one of my fabulous stories is that I'm dumb. And because I was never good at school, I was always like the ADD kid that was just tr- like literally trying to chug along. And so, you know, in high school, I basically just got high as shit every morning and went to school, eked by, and then went to community college until I got into university, studied my ass off in university to get my degree. And I've always felt as a business owner, people always you have a you know you have a seven figure business. How'd you do it? And I'm like, I brush. Oh, I don't know. I just I you know I don't know. And I always kind of like dumb it down. I'm like, oh, I just hire great people, and I just have big ideas, and they are so great for me, and this not and, that. and that's true. They are great, and they're wonderful, and they you know play massive roles. But it's like an ownership thing for me. Mm-hmm. You it's know what you. I mean? Yeah, you weren't. But you why weren't do we made? do that?
1: Because we were taught not to accept compliments. there somebody probably taught you that it was boastful that it was arrogant that mm-hmm. it was like who does she think she is? That's the thing yeah mm-hmm. and and you don't want to be seen like that because whoever taught that to you made that wrong made that bad right And I like to invite people in the into the roomy world, you know mm-hmm. it's like out beyond the idea of wrongdoing and rightdoing there's a field. I will meet you there right. And so we really just get rid of all of these things that we're just taught. We're we're sponges. We pick up all these things that we're taught, and they're not true. And until they're evaluated, we live our life as if they are, and we come enslaved to them. Mm -hmm. They're the master of us. Mm -hmm. We have to take our power back from what we've given our power away to. Mm. I had this idea drop in this week, and it's like, I think I was talking to someone, and I said... So if you're giving them your power, then they have their power and your power, and you're left with no power. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do: we give our power away to other people because we need them to like us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, tough,
1: tough stuff. But Therapy. you weren't you weren't made you weren't made to, to do the school thing, right? Like you were made to be an entrepreneur, right? And in who you know, yeah, I love that. You know, I want women to be making dollar per dollar, but you can guarantee. You can guarantee your success and how much you want to make when you're all in on you.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's so true.
1: I'm telling you, I worked so many jobs, probably 43-ish jobs Mm -hmm. in my life, and they all prepared me to be where I am right now, but nothing felt better. You know, the worst day as an entrepreneur is better than the best day working for somebody else from
0: my perspective. Right. Same. (laughs) Nobody quit the works, okay? You guys are all working for yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're all 1099s anyway. I know, right? um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's some powerful stuff. And it's, I think, too, it's so easy to hide behind, like, the facade of a lot of the things that we do and, you know, but when it comes down to it, like, what we think about ourselves when we get that rejection letter. Like, immediately my heart sunk and I was like, you didn't want it anyway because it was a lot of travel and... And the people who got it deserve it because they're definitely better well-spoken than you are. And you don't know anything about current events, you know? And that was like, I dropped right into that. And then I was like, we're good. Like I told a few, the few people that knew I was doing what I was doing. I was like, I didn't get it. It's okay. Like, it's okay. You guys don't feel bad for me. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. I totally hear you.
1: (laughs) And there's that little Sarah in there that's like, I'm so disappointed. I really wanted this. And now I feel this and I'm judging myself like this and I'm making it mean this. And Mm -hmm. that's tough, you know, and we like try to push through it and muscle through it. But that energy has to go somewhere and you don't want it to like make make, you know, residency on your you know, organs or hips or thighs or whatever, neck, shoulders. Totally. You know, I had this interesting story that I was invited to speak at the same experience you were speaking at with Deepak Chopra. Okay. And then I was not invited to do it because I don't have a big following and nobody knew my name. And so I got to do some work around that and really make peace with it because I was really excited. I was like, oh my gosh, the coach I was working with at the time, that was like one of his dreams and he actually ended up doing that. And then I was going to be doing it too. And I was like, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it didn't work. and But every time it doesn't work, we learn more. Yep. that's. Listen to that. Say it again. Mm-hmm. Every time <laughs> we mess it up, we learn more. Yep. And the more that we can be kind and gentle and loving and compassionate and respectful to ourselves, we're going to learn a lot more, not just more, but a lot more. Mm-hmm. And then it's like leaning into the discomfort when you're not afraid of it. You're, you're not its bitch anymore. You know, you're just like, okay, discomfort. I see you. I'm going to feel you. I'm going to move you. I'm going to liberate myself from you. And I just got this this week. This is awesome. So when we feel that discomfort, it's literally energy that can't move forward with us. Because we're constantly anew. We are constantly becoming a new person, yep. a new version of ourselves. We're graduating into a new identity. We're becoming a better and better and better, more conscious, more expanded, more energetically clear person. And so that energy comes up and it's there to be released because it can't come forward with us. Okay. And when we release it, we make new room for room for new energy. Mm-hmm. So when I lost the friend group new friends came
0: in. Yep. You know, I've always, I've had experiences like that before where it was, I remember the first, I'd say big loss we had at the studio was the studio was super, super new. One of the women who had come with me, it didn't work out for her to be here anymore. And it was one of the hardest things ever. And I didn't, I look back on the way I handled it as a new young leader and I didn't handle it properly. And I've since gone to her and apologized. But when she left, somebody else walked straight through my door. Kate counts (laughs) like Mm -hmm. literally within a day and Kate you know she was with me for a short time but that was I needed her as a like as a person in our community during that time so much and it was just I was just like it was like one door closed one opened and it was so wild and I think when her time here was done she was like I'm done yeah I'm moving on I was like okay I love you go do you
1: and you guys got to have a mutually beneficial relationship, and I'm sure it's still lasting just in another form. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Like there's so much I get to see. That's the best part about what I do is I get to see evidence like this over and over and people like digging their heels in, so afraid of doing what they know they need to do. And once they do it, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe I pushed back on this for so long. I can't believe it. Like this has happened and this has happened. I'm making more money and I met this person and this person, like my who, I know who's going to have, this is going to happen now because of this. And it's just incredible. Like I've had terrifying moments and I've not, I've dug my own heels in. Yep. Over and over, but it's just like living in the unknown, you are so much more present. You're so much more engaged. You're so much more connected to the energy that surrounds and supports us. Mm -hmm. And like the ideas come in. It's like I think about this, this... idea of if you're constantly thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and churning and turning your brain, it's like a Vitamix and it's full and you're trying to drop new ice cubes in there and there's just nowhere for that yeah. information to come through. It's just full and it's rapid and the ice cubes are just bouncing and hitting all the yeah. cabinets and the ceiling and it's <laughs> just not gonna get in. Are you in my brain right now? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like I love how symbiotic what we do is because mm-hmm. you're you're very, you know, soul and Body and I'm very soul and mind, mm-hmm. and then the whole energetics. Yeah, it's just like our energy is what we're attractors. Yep. We're absolute attractors. We're receivers. Mm-hmm. And when we're receptive, we can't even imagine what lack and scarcity feels like because we're receiving so much all at once all the time. Yep. And when we're tuned into what we really want and we're committed to it, it's inevitable that we're going to get it, and especially if we have somebody supporting us when we're likely going to quit, beat ourselves up or, you know, have a summer of
0: depression. Yeah yeah speak to that a little bit the summer the summer of depression
1: well i'm i'm a big believer that we're creators and we're created to create and if we're not creating something innovating something doing something to express that that you know that energetic signature that's coming through us, and we stop that process from happening, that's what I believe causes depression. And I'm not saying that there isn't a chemical imbalance, mm-hmm. but I do believe, and I'm thinking about, and listen, I'm no doctor, I'm not giving advice, however, I think that the people that age the most gracefully and functionally and healthily are the ones that keep g- going after retirement mm-hmm. and the ones that don't and stop using their mind and stop creating and start just watching tv and doing the same thing over and over without any deviation to the plan it's very routine it's very predictable mm-hmm. i think that's where some of these diseases that we're now being yeah witnessing in older people are coming from they're sitting in front of a tv they're being you know wheelchaired from one room to another and they're eating the same food and it's probably not that good but you know, I could go on. Yeah. But I really believe that a lot of the diseases that we are experiencing in our culture are due to us shutting down to the truth of who we are, to accessing and living from our power and allowing that creative force energy to be expressed through
0: us in whatever way we want to without giving any shits yeah.
1: about who thinks what about
0: it. Yeah. That's so true. And it's just like, that's like, I think a sticking point for so many people, um, you know, I, I, when you said summer of depression, I was thinking, like, I think people are also scared, and you spoke to this too, mm-hmm. about being uncomfortable. How long am I gonna be uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. Is it worth me being uncomfortable for a week, a year, whatever it is, to get to the other side? And I always go back to this because I, when I saw, you know, Joseph Campbell's um, documentary, it was like, oh my God. Oh my gosh you know it's have you seen it
1: no but i love him i mean okay. he's a hero's journey yeah yeah, yeah. so like
0: it's and you know the hero's journey mm-hmm. and i talk about it on here every once in a while but it's like it i'm such as an add kid i learned how to be a very visual person and so you know it's like you're going through the forest and you're you're like you know three miles in and it's a four mile course and you're at mile three and you're like, it's too much and fuck it. I'm going to turn around. Well, now you're back at the starting point. <laughs> so you got to like get, got to get all the way to mile four for that shift. And I think so many of us, myself included on so many different situations, I've gotten to three mile three and I'm like, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and then the things, and then the times that I have taken it all the way to mile four, like even, you know, leaving my last studio to come to this studio and, again, like another huge learning for me on how to do things wrong and how to not be a good communicator because I was so scared to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And so I started the conversation in an email, which is no way to treat someone who has been your support system for so long. I was, and it was all on me. And at the time it was so easy just to like live outside of that place and be like you, 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 you. And then when I had a moment to like be drop in, I was like, wow, that was really fucked up of me kind of like what you were saying, like, you've betrayed, you've been betrayed, you know, and I learned so much about being a communicator and a leader and apologizing and asking for grace. And luckily enough, Beth was receptive to it. And she, you know, she's like, yeah, you hurt me so much. And Thank you for coming to me.
1: And you can always choose again. and yeah. that's the beautiful thing is you can always choose again and go for the truth and go for the truth and go for the truth. Mm-hmm. One of the things so focus creates reality, what you seek to avoid, you actually will create. So you were avoiding hurting somebody, you were avoiding facing your own feelings, and then what did you create? Mm -hmm. You know, we do that and and it's okay. We can't make ourselves wrong for it. As long as we learn the lesson and become, you know, even better at it, we can be a living example of what's possible. And she probably learned a lot from you Mm -hmm. having the contrast contrasting experiences. Yeah. And nothing is more exciting than seeing somebody evolve and grow and make amends and just be honest there's a bond that's created when we do that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think to being able to have difficult conversations, which we talk about on here a lot, and that's something that we do a lot around here because the women and the two men that work for me, I love them so much, probably too much. It's probably a little incestuous and weird, (laughs) but um, I'm like, we're going to exhaust this. If you're willing to, meet me here before we're going to part ways. And I think that's partly why our turnover is low because we've really set the precedent for that. And for them to have the conversations together too, you know, y'all, y'all talk first and then don't cross talk. And that's what we were doing when I was saying all that energy was being like, and then I felt so shitty and mad and whatever, like, let's talk to each other, not at each other Mm -hmm. or behind each other. Um, that's hard to learn because we're raised in a culture that, I mean, I even see my six year old daughter doing it. Like, she'll be, there's, like, a few little girls in the neighborhood, and she'll be, she, like, want to play with one, and then one goes to play with the other one, and she comes home, and she's like, I don't like da 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 and I'm like, why? She's like, well, she left to go play with her, and I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. that's okay to play with other people. You don't have to have one person that's, like, your teammate, you know?
1: Yeah, it feels, I had the same thing in elementary school. There was, like, a group of five of us, and one was always out, except for one. Mm -hmm. The one was like, you know, she was the master. Yes. And if you were with the master, you were acceptable. And then as soon as you were out, then it was so sad, you know, crying all the time. And then you get back in and then you're, you know, dissing the girl that's now out so that you can stake your place. It's part of our development. Oh, stressful. (laughs) It's a very immature way that we start to do hierarchy, you know. And so I'm hoping to bring more maturity to mature adults so that we can stop that somewhere along the path and start creating the world we really want to see and experience and live in. Yeah. And it starts with one of, it just starts with me and right. I've got to be an example of it and do my best to reach as many people as possible who are on for it and open and available and willing to be uncomfortable because the thing about discomfort is you're not going to come to me if you're comfortable in your life. Right. You know, so yeah. <laughs> choose your discomfort. Choose your discomfort. right. You want the discomfort of staying the same or you want the discomfort of seeing what it takes for you to live the life you came here to live.
0: Yeah. Cause that's being, do you incentives. ever work with groups? Yeah. Cause I was thinking it'd
1: be so fun to bring you in. I would love it. That's one of my favorite things to do. I actually have a six month group going on right now called emerge. And I meet virtually with some women, mm-hmm. a couple locals and a couple um, that don't live in Charleston. And then I teach at Ivy. I'm going to be doing some stuff at still studio. Oh, cool! People are asking me to talk about money, which is hilarious, <laughs> but it's one of my favorite subjects. Yeah. And I just love to dispel all of the myths and BS that goes on around money. Like you were discussing at, yeah. the, at the
0: beginning. That's awesome. Yeah, I would love to come. I know. I feel like we could talk about some sort of a, a, a thing. Like, I just feel like you've got a lot to offer and a lot of things I would love to learn about and I know that not only the people that work for me but so many of the people that actually like frequent here would be very interested in what you have to talk about awesome no um, about my last question for you is somebody that's listening to this who is on the fence like a little scared a little nervous um, or they're listening to this right now and they're really really angry because they probably need it and they're like you don't know me Um <laughs> <laughs> right? I feel like so called out over here yeah.
1: in my living room. What would
0: you say to to What would you say to them? I would say,
1: if your heart is asking for you to live the life that you came here to live, and you're too scared to do it, to just trust yourself enough to reach out and have a conversation and you can see that I'm not going to bite you. I'm just going to keep inviting you to face all those things that you've been running from because those things are keeping you from living the life that you came here to live. And we all have a very unique energy, a very unique offering. Everybody's valuable. And when you realize the way that your value works to support the entire world, even if it's just within your own family, workplace, or community, you make a difference. And if you deny yourself that, you're denying everyone that. I love it. It's amazing. Tell tell our listeners where they can find you. So you can find me at jessicaruger.com, R-U-E-G-E-R, and also on Instagram at the same name, Jessica Ruger.
0: Awesome. Yeah. All right, you guys, thank you so much. Like Jessica said, you can work with her in person. You can work with her via, you know, not satellite. What's that called? Zoom or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. FaceTime? Zoom. <laughs> Zoom is the room. Um, <laughs> and... Yeah, I'm super stoked. This was a great conversation. Thank you so much for coming on and share with all your friends and we'll chat soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been fun.